Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. I'm Sean Bajani. He's Patrick Creighton. It's Area 45, Sports Radio 610. So the Rockets playing their final game of the first half last night, uh, got worked by the Memphis Grizzlies and fell again. It's been a common occurrence uh, over the course of the last month or so. The Rockets uh, wins few and far between after uh, falling early last night into a hole, getting outscored 36-21. to They found themselves down by as much as 23 points early on. They end up losing 121 to 113 miraculously during our show a couple of instances late fourth quarter they'd cut the deficit to three points a couple of different times Patrick um the end result all that matters is a loss and we've heard it multiple times this season guys head coach Ime Adoka not happy uh with his squad questioning the effort the energy the hustle the execution the want to all of the above last night was kind of maybe all that wrapped into one big uh, hate sandwich from Ime Odoka, who I don't know how, but he did. I got to applaud him there. Kind of kept it as under control as he possibly could have. Here's what he had to say about his team's lack of energy to start games, particularly last night. Quote, it's definitely a concerning problem. Maybe I have to look at the rotation and the lineup I have out there starting and try to get five competitors out there at one time to avoid poor starts like that. I'll look at all of that over the break, look in the mirror at myself, and figure out the best way forward to get us off to better starts, end quote. That from your Rockets head coach, Ime Yadoka. Okay, poor starts. That's been a thing. Home, road, hasn't mattered. They've been inconsistent. You know what they've looked like. Here's how bad it's really been in the last month or so. Rockets have been outscored in 12 of their last 15 losses in the first quarter. Seven of their last eight wins, they outscored their opponents in the first quarter. Seven out of the last eight wins. Doesn't sound bad, right? Okay, that sucks. How long do you think it's taken the Rockets, Patrick, to compile eight victories? Seven weeks. (laughs) You're just about spot on, my friend. From January 3rd to February 12th, that stretch has yielded eight wins to 15 losses. 
That's they're bad. just not good enough when they're not at full strength to be consistent for 48 minutes to win. Right, this is another game without Fred Van Vliet mm-hmm. and another game where they get outscored by 15 in the first quarter and another game where Fred Van Vliet doesn't play and Jalen Green goes MIA. They are 1-6 without Fred Van Vliet. They're 6-under for the season. They're 5-under in seven games mm-hmm. without Van Vliet. Yep. They can't win without him. They need him to facilitate the offense because Jalen Green can't. Jalen Green last night, 23 minutes, four points, three boards, three assists. He was MIA. Literally, uh, for much of the second half was Jalen Green. Didn't I mean, play much. Meanwhile, in 30 minutes, Aaron Holiday's got 19 points and a couple of boards, an assist, and a steal. It was five of eight from three. A couple of really good games in the last three or four for Aaron Holiday. He threw with, one down the other night. Yeah. But, and look, I'm not trying to say Aaron Holiday should be a starter, but right now, how are you starting Jalen Green? He has been absolutely brutal. Yeah. And I there's a lot going on there, and I, I, I could only guess as to, you know, what mentally he's got to be going through if he's just down on himself um you know with his shot with his overall game i don't know but i heard i heard this the other night and it had nothing to do with the nba it was just uh, a couple of coaches you know sitting around talking in, in a seminar co- collegiate coaches i think it was uh frank martin i think it was frank martin the old villanova coach and telling a story and the first guy I thought of when I'm listening to this story was Jalen Green. And it was a start about, you know, this kid has a bad shooting night, goes three for 12, plays 38 minutes, they lose, and he's just kicking himself in the butt, man. Like, he's down on himself, like upset. And coach goes over there and says to the kid, hey, how long do you think it took you to to take those three shots? Kid looks at him, he's like, wait, what? He's like, how long do you think it took you to take each one of those three shots? And he was like, I don't know, a second. He's like, all right, so a second per shot, that's three seconds. You took 12 shots, you missed nine of them. So you're going to let three seconds affect what you did for the other 38 minutes? You know who can't really say that right now? Jalen Green. Because if he has a poor shooting night, what else is he doing in his game while he's on the court defensively or away from the basketball offensively that is benefiting his team? You know, there are some things that you can say to players that can pick them up, lift them up, have them think about the positive sides of their game. But you watch Jalen Green play. Are you telling me that you're getting a quality, even what did he play last night, 23 minutes? Are you getting a quality 23 minutes on both sides of the court from Jalen Green? Are you getting quality minutes really from anybody (laughs) that has been on the court for the Rockets the last three weeks consistently? Are you getting quality minutes on both offensive and defensive sides of the ball? Not consistently, and that has got to be driving Ime Udoka absolutely crazy for a guy that was supposed to come in here and change the culture with this young group of talent. It's got to be driving him crazy. If you have to remove one 
and I don't want to say cancer, but just one, um, you know, player from the equation that you think would help the starting five's energy, efficiency, you have to do it. I don't think there's any reading between the lines. There's going to be a change with the lineup, and it's going to include Jalen Green not being a part of the starting five. If that's the case, I ask you both guys the question, and you out there, 713-572-4610. Did the Rockets miss the opportunity to move on from Jalen Green before the trade deadline? I don't think they missed an opportunity because I don't think the opportunity was there. Obviously, you're not trying to sell him for 30 cents on the dollar. Sure. You're you're trying to package him along with future first-round picks to get an impact player. Well, there wasn't an impact player available at the deadline. When we go into the offseason, I very much think Jalen Green is going to be on the table as part of a package, and they better hope he hasn't destroyed his value by then. Uh, but that the opportunity just wasn't there for them to get the kind of player uh, that you're going to put a Jalen Green in a deal for. Here's another thing, though. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green was the very first player drafted off that G League Ignite team. You know, in the second uh, overall. You look at the guys who came out of G League Ignite. Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, Dyson Daniels, Scoot Henderson, yep. Marjan Beauchamp, uh, Isaiah Todd. Like, in, in reality, Jalen Green hasn't been that good. Dyson Daniels hasn't been that good. Scoot Henderson hasn't been that good. Yeah, I remember us talking about Scoot, too. It was like, go get Scoot, get Scoot. Yeah, Scoot shooting 37% from the field and 31% from three. Nice. He's a brick waiting to be thrown. The only guy out of that who's doing anything decent is Kaminga, who's averaging 15 and a half uh, per game for Golden State. Mm-hmm. But he shoots 31% from three. And, I mean, last year he shot better. But this year he's he's terrible from three. He's less than five rebounds a game, barely two assists. Um, he's he's getting some work inside the line. For a guy who's 6'8 and 2'10, he's playing like, a guy from the 90s. If you're trying to make me feel better about the Rockets. What uh, I'm saying is these, so far, <laughs> situation the guys from G League Ignite mm-hmm. are not as good as the top prospects coming out of college. They're just not. And I don't know if, obviously, there's not a whole lot of data. We've only got three years of it, right? There's not a lot of data to say, well, it's because of X, Y, and Z. It's because there's not enough talent. It's because the coaching's not the same. Whatever. The culture's not the same. I don't know yet. But... Right now, the guys coming out of the G League Ignite team who chose to go there and get paid instead of go to college and get paid, uh, the college kids are better prepared for the NBA. I mean, maybe, but I, I just, like you said, I don't know if there's enough data to to make a strong claim of that. Jalen particularly, I just think he came up at a horrible time in a horrible culture, the worst situation possible and very entering possibly, into an organization. All things are fair. They were an absolute mess when they got him, and unfortunately, they let that mess stick around for a couple yeah. of extra years when they shouldn't have. Yes. Uh, and now, only now are they finally saying, okay, we're going to get rid of all the nonsense, we're going to clean up, and we're going to bring in a real coach, we're going to have a real system. 
but first he's got to clean the shop up before he can stock the shelves. Yeah, and the, the the difference, you know, a lot of people want to draw the comparison between Rockets and Texans and, you know, the model and how they kind of tore themselves down at the same time and uh, are, are trying to build back up at the same time and ridding themselves of, you know, cancerous individuals within the organization. Uh, well, the Texans did all of the above. They rid themselves of cancerous individuals within their organization. The Houston Rockets didn't really do that. Not personnel-wise, uh, front office-wise, rather. Personnel-wise, look, you you got players out, okay, but the one guy that was the architect for all of this and listening to um, you know, a little bit of the outside slash inside noise. All those people are still there with the Rockets. It's just a change of uh, changing of the guard at head coach and that staff and maybe a little bit more rain, maybe a lot more rain for Ime to make this team, create this team and be the architect of this team, at least more so than Rafael Stone. But Rafael Stone got you to where you are right now. Um, and say what you will about guys that he's drafted and signed and stuff like that. This is what it's yielded you. Um, yeah, it's a better team than it was last year, but are they where they should be right now? And did you think you'd be in a better position to go find an impact player at this point in time this year and you just weren't able to do it? According to Rafael Stone, him and Ime are on the same page of what they knew they could do and what they couldn't do ahead of the deadline. That's that's good news, but how much more patient is Ime going to be before... He has to just go find a dude to be a game changer on this squad. What if they're not attainable this offseason? I think there's gonna you're gonna have options this offseason. Every offseason, there's always a handful of guys who are available. Uh, if not outright trade, sign and trade. There's always guys who are available because somebody always wants more money. Who are you gonna find? Like the the Cavs are winning, so they've decided to hold on to Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. We get to the offseason and Donovan Mitchell says, I'm not signing here, period. They're going to trade him mm-hmm. because you're stupid if you don't. At that point, you know, am I, can I package Jalen Green and a couple of firsts and go get Donovan Mitchell? Damn it, I hope so because that's an impact player. That is a two-way impact player. That's my guy who, you know, is scoring 25, 30 a night. That's my guy who, when I need a bucket in crunch time, is getting me a bucket that's my guy who plays defense, gets steals, gets us out in transition. Look, right now, they are a 500 team when Fred Van, v- Van Vliet plays, and they're 1-6 without him. Without him, the offense does not function. They don't have another person who facilitates the offense. That simple. You want to go get another actual facilitator in the offseason as well because Jalen Green is showing that's not what can you do this year to at least get back on track and be able to function better when you don't have guys like Fred Van Vliet, when you don't have guys like Dylan Brooks? There's nothing you can do this They're not going to play. But you you do have to start kind of fostering the youth a little bit, right? Cam, Cam Whitmore needs more minutes. Amin Thompson maybe needs to get a look at being a starter in this lineup. And if it's at the cost of Jalen Green, who once upon a time ago said, I'm not a sixth man, but you've got to be able to have a sit-down conversation with that guy 
and say, hey, look, this is what's best for you. This is what's best for the team. This has to happen, and I need you to buy in. Does Jalen Green, has he shown you at this point, three years in, that he's got it between the ears to be mature enough and accept that new role on this squad if it means you probably won't be here next year and it means this is going to be beneficial to the team and other young players, namely Amin Thompson? Dude, he's not a sixth man. He's barely an eighth man right now. Right. And yeah, you know what? When I said there's nothing you can do, I mean you can't go out and make a deal. Right, The trade deadline is passed. You can't go out and make a deal. You're probably going to be taxpayers next year because they are, you are trying to make a deal to bring in a top talent. That means you're, you're going to operate as a taxpayer. And that seems to be the mindset they have. But can Amen Thompson get more get, get more run? Yeah. Can, uh, can, can you give uh, Aaron Holiday a little more run? Can you give Nate Hinton a little more run? Uh, is Cam well? Cam's not a guard, but you know, is, is Cam going to get more? Like, how do they how do they figure that out? Look, they need Fred Van Vliet back. That's a thing. Period. They, the end. They need Van Vliet. They not back only in need Van Vliet back, but they just need depth at you know other positions. And you know, Chris and I were going back and forth on this, talking about like, geez, man, who do you want as your what's your ideal starting five in the second half of the season? And you know, I get to one, two, three, just fine. But then the four, five backups to Jabari and Alperin Shagoon, and it's like, geez, I don't like what I see back there between you know Jalen Green and everybody else—not uh, Jalen Green, but Jeff Green and everybody else—and it gets real thin real quick. No, and keep in mind they're playing without Van Vliet, and they're playing without uh, Cam Whitmore, and they're playing without Tari Eason. Tari Eason, yes. You know, so you're missing the top two guys off your bench and your facilitator. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Cam is instant offense. Tari Eason comes out and he pulls down six boards in three minutes. Would you start Cam in the second half? Where, if I'm starting, I mean, if, if I'm starting Cam, then my backcourt is Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Brooks at the two and Cam at the three, and then Jabari and Alpi. Yeah, I'd give it some run. I'd, I'd throw it out there. Let me let me see what I got. Let's see how this works. Yeah. Right now, the problem with Cam is Cam is the black hole. When he gets the ball, it don't come out of his hands. Mm-hmm. He's shooting it, he's or he's turning it over. Yeah. There is no he does not pass. Mm-hmm. He he's got that very much tunnel vision. Can Cam function as part of the offense and not just as you know, like Vinny Johnson uh, from the old Pistons teams? The microwave comes in off the bench, knock down a couple of shots, get back to the bench. Mm-hmm. You know. Can Cam be more than just comes out, score, sit down? I think he can. We just have to see it because he's, he's got to get more run than just, okay, it's, you know, we're up 10, we're down 10. Yeah. Cam, go in and do your thing. I like Cam coming off the bench. If you can go Fred Van Vliet, Amen Thompson in the backcourt, Dylan at the three, and you got Jabari and Alpi as your four or five. You're a really good defensive lineup. Because it, it Dylan would be, Brooks and Amen Thompson – and Jabari are yeah. all plus defenders. You're still going to be suffering, though, interior-wise. You don't have an enforcer in the paint, a shot blocker, you know, somebody that's consistent. Like, you well, don't have anybody that's feared. Believe it or not, the best shot blocker of that group is probably Amen Thompson. But yeah, Alpi has gotten better at rim protection. Jabari is better than he was earlier in the season at rim protection. Uh, Dylan Brooks, not really a shot blocker. But Amen Thompson blocked shots. Amon Thompson can defend like four positions. I mean, the guy is unbelievable defensively. Yeah. He's just 
he can't shoot. I want to see him get minutes, and I want to see him try to figure out. You know, you know what? But the guy, when I, they get into the half court, look, Dylan Brooks can knock down open threes uh-huh. as like a spot and shoot guy. Put Amon in the dunker slot. Let him cut to the basket and hammer those. I was things just going to say, I I feel like that dude. He can get to the basket whenever he wants. He's so damn strong, quick off the dribble, and strong at the finish. Like That was Richard Jefferson's if... best spot. When he Ooh, was yeah. in the dunker spot, and Jason Kidd's just, you know, coming off a pick. Okay, here you go. Throw it down. Yeah. Like, put Amon Thompson in yeah. that role. Yeah, that would be beautiful. Let's let's see. You got All-Star Weekend this weekend before we uh, get some finality to uh, whatever Ime Yudoka uh, decides, but I'll be looking forward to it. Coming up next, it's time for Bandwagon. You're going to be on or off. It's Area 45, Sports Radio 610. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm on a board. I'm yeah, he's been off the wagon two years. Off the wagon? I think it's off the wagon. I think it's on the wagon. You're back on the wagon. Right off the wagon. What the hell do you know about wagon? I know enough not to get on them. Told you. There's lots of it's time to get on or get off. Let's play the bandwagon. Check this out, Sean. So UFC president Dana White went on Howie Mandel's podcast. It lasted this long. Not only an amazing businessman, you are an inspiration, you are a philosopher. The way you do business, the way you uh, conduct your business and your friendships and media is, uh, I'm, I'm jealous. And But Dana, I can't thank you enough for being here thank you for all the kind words i appreciate it i I am so tired of doing podcasts it's i'm literally done with them i'm not doing any more podcasts bye that was it (laughs) and howie mandel just this look on his face like the look on howie's face is awesome he's just mouth agape stunned speechless um I mean, if you didn't want to do it, you shouldn't have said, 
I'm going to come on here and do it. As much as I love UFC, Dana White's a giant a-hole. Are you on or off the bandwagon? I am so on the bandwagon. I um, I looked at the comments, you know, under that video, and there were some theories out there that just don't align. That's all they are is theories. They hold absolutely no water. One of the theories was, the most popular one, was that that was actually at the end of the interview and Dana walks off like he said what he said because he had just got done doing the podcast and so he was like, this is it, I'm not doing it anymore. But you be the judge. In no way, shape, or form did that sound like an out to end a podcast. That sounded like you're introducing somebody that finally just kind of came in and sat down. So I don't think that theory holds any water at all. I think what happened Dana's people scheduled that and he obliged like, okay, I'll show up and I will talk on a mic. Thus, you can officially count it as a visit on a podcast. I'm going to say what I need to say and get the hell out. And that's Bush League, especially to do it to a guy like Howie Mandel, who's kind of a big deal. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Exactly. (laughs) Chris, what do you think? I'm on it, man. That's rude. That's disrespectful. You don't say you're going to do something and then sit there for 30 seconds or so and just say, you know what? I'm tired of podcasts. Like, no, dude, if you shouldn't have done it to begin with, man. If you didn't want to do it, say no. I'm I'm on this bandwagon for sure. Bag a douche, bag a douche, will you do the fandango? Thunderbolt of lightning, very, very frightening. Dude, he is <laughs> such a jack wagon. I you I love UFC. UFC is great, but Dane is a giant ass hat when yep. he wants to be. And he wants to be an awful lot. Like, you know, just, he likes being an ass. It sucks, though, because I actually enjoyed him last week during Super Bowl week when he was on the Pat McAfee show on that panel with J.J. Watt. That was a good convo. He can be really engaging yeah. and funny, but he also likes to be an a-hole. Yep. He can't help it. He was there. <laughs> Full bandwagon. Full bandwagon. Number two. College football video games are back let's go (laughs) ea sports announced a summer release for college football 25 uh it just like this just took over the internet it was awesome it releases this summer you're buying this the day it comes out. Are you on or off the bandwagon? I'm off the bandwagon because I own an old gaming system, a PS3, that I just found out a couple of weeks ago I actually still own. I thought my wife gave it to uh, my brother-in-law. <laughs> Come to find out, we got it back, <laughs> and I don't know why. But I, I don't have time to play video games. Like The last video game that I bought was probably MLB The Show 2017 or 18, something like that. So... I'm off. If I had time to play, I would be on. But I also plead ignorance here. I didn't understand this. Like, college football video games had gone away. Yes. Like, 2014 because was of the NIL. Last time. 2014? Yeah, they yep. sued because the college kids didn't get any royalties for that. Only the, only the NCAA did. Was that like in and around the Ed O'Bannon? Yep. That, that was that thing? Mm-hmm. So when they sued, like... They said, all right, screw it. Like, you can no longer profit from our name, image, likeness via video games until this thing is settled. But this thing has been settled for a little bit now, right? No, they hadn't figured out how the the compensation would work because the NCAA still wasn't allowing them to do it. That's why there's been no NCAA games. Okay. Now that you have NIL, 
there can be okay, there can okay. be NCAA games. Well, again, if I uh, owned a proper gaming system that was not archaic and I had time, I would be on. But now I am off. Oh man, I'm on and I'm pre-ordering it too. I'm gonna make sure I pre-order <laughs> it, download it, so when it officially comes out at about 11 p.m. Uh, <laughs> Look at this guy. I'll be home and I'll be playing that game. I've waited what 10 years since this game came out last time so yeah i'm all on this bandwagon i'm driving too <laughs> he's gonna be camping outside of a best buy waiting I'm, for that thing i'm kind of in between here let me explain why so i have a ps4 mm-hmm. that i've had for i don't know what is it now five years six years that it came out is it maybe longer than that? When they came I out, I feel like, like 20, it's a little longer because 2016, 2017. I had my PS3 like as a hand me down. I bought that one used, and I had that one for a long time. So I have a PS4. I've had it for a long time. Uh, I hardly ever use it. My kids don't really play sports, video games. Mm-hmm. They play like RPGs and first person shooters and uh, like Call of Duty type stuff. Um, they play Overwatch and I don't know these other games where there's like it's like six on six and you kill each other. They, this game, <laughs> yeah, you're missing me with those. I, I don't, I don't know. know all the new ones. My problem is there's so many damn flashing lights and screens moving all around the place. I can't follow what the hell's going on. <laughs> I'm just I'm too damn old for it. I'm the and, same. And honestly, I don't really have time to play games because any time that I would try to play a video game. There's a honeydew list that miraculously appears yeah, and of I course. cannot play. Of course. So I would like to be able to play, but the reality is I know I'm not going to be able to play. Therefore, I will save the 70 bucks uh, and not purchase it. All right, there we go. So I don't so feel as bad now. Only Chris is on that bad one, but he is in the driver's seat. Is the new stream already in trouble? So this Disney, Fox, Warner Brothers... Uh, you know, sports streaming deal where the, the three of them are going to like team up to create this one super sports platform. Well, apparently, the Department of Justice is looking into its legality. They are coming to scrutinize and examine whether or not uh, this joint venture is going to be considered legal or is it, you know, some kind of uh, monopolization or. Mm-hmm. Uh, other illicit, uh, something that restricts competition in the marketplace. So let's assume this thing actually gets a government approval and goes through. You're buying that service. Are you on or off the bandwagon? How much is it? I don't know. But it's three in one. If if I can watch the Astros on it, that that's the kicker. Like... That's why I don't purchase a streaming service now because the only one that you can watch the Astros on is uh, Fubo, um, to my knowledge. And, and it's uh, about a hundred bucks. I know firsthand. Yeah. So probably not because I'm a poor at this point in time. So I am not purchasing anything. But even if I wasn't a poor, if since we're doing hypotheticals, if this was good, as long as I could watch the. <clears throat> Excuse me. As long as I could watch the Astros and the Rockets, I, I would buy it. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially if it made made like made sense. Like if I'm saving money on all the other channels and not having to pay cable, yeah, I'm buying it. I'm actually off. Um, I I, I stream games. You know, you know what I mean. Well, oh, that's how you. It's a streaming service. No, but there's other ways. Oh, all right. I understand what he's saying. Yeah. He um. <clears throat> 
streams. Uh, uh, you get games. a bootleg. Yeah. So um, don't say the B word. <laughs> so uh, uh, they're gonna come looking for you. Are, are you trying to get you know R E D F L A G S from the I B F? <laughs> say that backwards so they don't pick you off. I mean, come on. I couldn't say it forward. So with that, I don't have to pay for anything. So I'm definitely off this bandwagon. All right. Do you wear an eye patch and a peg leg when you do that? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm buying it. I know I'm buying it. I don't know what it costs yet, but I don't buying it because I'm a sports nerd. And, um, you know, assuming that when it first comes out, there's password sharing. Uh, we're all Ooh. in good shape. Well, Share away, my friend. We're all in good shape. Yeah, just hit me up with that. If there's a free trial, I'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Last one. The Clippers' P.J. Tucker was fined $75,000 by the NBA for publicly expressing a desire to be traded uh, to Mark J. Spears last week. P.J. Tucker, best known as being uh, the guy who carries... James Harden's luggage around everywhere he goes. Really? (laughs) Uh, When your job is to carry the luggage of another player, the best thing you can do is know your role and shut your mouth. Are you on or off the bandwagon? Uh, (laughs) This is conflicting for me, man, because I like P.J. Tucker, dude. And I (laughs) to see him uh, relegated to that, it upsets me. Um I I am on that bandwagon. I'm on the bandwagon. You know, like he's been there, he's done that, he's been in the league a while. Um just handle up on your stuff. Shut your mouth. Know your role. You've put yourself in this position. Yeah, I'm on the bandwagon. I'm talking myself into it. Screw it. I'm on it too, man. Why is he complaining? He's playing with James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard. Well, you're not necessarily making a great case there. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like he doesn't have to do anything. He just has to just sit down, enjoy the games, and when there's a blowout, maybe come out and, and shoot a couple threes. Knock so, a three down, yeah, that's it. so it's, it's just relax, PJ. Enjoy the ride. Do you think PJ is tired of James Harden taking the chipmunks out of his beard and turning PJ into Richard <laughs> Gear? <laughs> Richard Gear. <laughs> I think he's tired of James Harden and probably Russell Westbrook. The story Westbrook. about Richard yeah. Gear and the gerbils. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the chipmunks and James Harden's beard. Maybe PJ's tired of being Richard Geared with the chipmunks. <laughs> Probably. All right? I mean, but you know what? The whole reason you're in the league right now is, well, because you carry James Harden's bags. It's literally the only reason From Houston you are in the team. To Philly. The and you just get traded everywhere that Harden goes. You go with him. To L.A. I mean, I kind of understand why James Harden, Richard Gears you. I kind of understand it. <laughs> Harden blocked that. Um, but you know what? You're getting paid, you know, millions of dollars to support his fashion to, habits. To, to wheel his his bags around, and James probably flies you around on his private jets and lets you have his like, um, I don't want to say sloppy number twos, but maybe like number elevens. Elevens? <laughs> uh, you think he does them like that? Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, <laughs> come on, it's hard, man. Hard. Like, all right. Like he like not like twelve guys on the jet. And he'll be like, no, 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 PJ, not yet. <laughs> Hey, guy, two guys. I think you heard. No, 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 PJ, not yet. Five, six, seven. Like, like, okay, okay, now you can go. That <laughs> better be one hell of a jet, man. All right, that's it for the bandwagon. Coming up next, I can't believe it. It's a final segment already. Look, I did this while you were not in studio earlier, and I got to get your opinion uh, on this. 
can the Astros really afford to be without Justin Verlander for an extended period of time? I'll let you hear from one former Astros closer who thinks so. That's next at Sports Radio 610. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. So day two of pitchers and catchers at Astro Spring Training wrapping up today. Justin Verlander calming uh, nerves a little bit, throwing off of a mound in a bullpen session earlier. I don't know if you guys saw the video, but it wasn't exactly like... Uh, 100% or 75, maybe even 50. Yeah, he was soft tossing it off the mound. <laughs> he, but he was on the mound, right? He was He's on, on the mound. mound. That's that's better than not being on the mound because, you know, yesterday they told us we'll just, you know, throwing off flat ground. Mm-hmm. Now he was thrown off the mound and they got the video and Brian McTaggart had a great shot of it because it's, it's Verlander at the forefront. And Ryan Presley in the background. Yeah, you could see and the Presley's difference. Presley's throwing like 80, 90%. And Verland is just kind of like lollipopping it. Yeah, but whatever he was throwing, it's it it, it does make that kind of made you feel like okay, the two week timeline maybe maybe isn't too far off. It didn't maybe make me feel that way at all because if you go back and you listen to what Verlander had said, it was hiccup, and then you hear Espada and Brown like, ah, eh, you know, not a big deal. Okay, cool, not a big deal. There could be multiple reasons why they're saying not a big deal. One, they're not just going to tell us anything they or everything. They don't call a squad. They never do. But then two, they might be thinking about it kind of like one Astros former closer is by the name of Brad Lidge. He was on MLB Network Radio earlier today. Here's what he had to say about the Astros' ability to be able to make it for a little while if need be without Justin Verlander. The reason I don't think it's a big deal is because the Astros are the Astros. They are elite. They have an elite, elite bullpen, probably the best bullpen in baseball. Um, they have an elite offense. The rest of the rotation is really good. And so for me, I 
I look at this as, you know, the, the Astros are, are, they have excess riches just about everywhere. So at any given point, somebody in that lineup could go down. Are they going to be okay? Yeah. If somebody in that rotation could go down, are they going to be okay? Yeah. Bullpen, same thing. Like they, they, they're okay and they have depth and they can afford to lose a, a Justin Verlander. And let's be honest, he's turning 41 on Tuesday. Did anybody really think, uh, I guess this coming Tuesday, did anybody really think that he was going to pitch, you know, that he was going to have 30 starts this year, 31 starts, zero chance for me. So that was Brad Lidge on MLB Network Radio. Um, now, look, keep this in mind. Inflammation, that's what Justin Verlander's got in his uh, throwing shoulder. Said he was two weeks behind. No concern by him, uh, by Espada, by Brown. Verlander did not give a timeline if he was going to be ready for opening day, which is now inside six weeks coming up March 28th. I agree with Brad Lidge in that if you're Justin Verlander and the Houston Astros, you're two weeks behind, there's no catching up. There's no closing the gap. There's no need to even try to do that because of what he said. But I'm really just focusing not team-wide, just what they have in their arsenal right now as potential starting pitchers. Who started opening day last year for the Astros? Fromber Valdez. If you need to do that again this year, do you really have problems with that? I don't. You got Fromber, you got Christian, you got Hunter, you got JP. Okay, he's behind too. Can you make do without JP to start the season? That's where it gets a little tight. But you also have guys like Renel Blanco and Brandon Belak who've made spot starts before. You might even have somebody else, Patrick, that emerges this spring training um, to kind of quell the nerves and the concern if Verlander's not able to be ready for opening day. All right, first of all, I don't know how much Brad Lidge got paid by the Astros for that sack washing, but, man, that was that was like using premium soap <laughs> and really, really soft gloves. Why do you say that? Like you don't, you- They're elite everywhere. They're elite here and there. Everything is elite. All right, look, bro, when you're saying they well, can do without Justin Verlander, let's rewind one season because they thought they could do without Justin Verlander Last year, right? Fromber's going to be the ace. Javier's going to step up. Except, well, Fromber would have meltdowns all the time. Javier's velocity was down from pitching in the WBC. You lost McCullers. You lost Louis Garcia. You lost Jose Urquidy. And you already had Brandon Belak and Ronald Blanco pitching. And it wasn't good enough. So what did you do? after your biggest in-state rival went out and not only got Jordan Montgomery, but then got Max Scherzer. Then, finally, the Astros realized, crap, we need more pitching. And they went out and they got Justin Verland. Pitched very well for them last year. And no, nobody thinks Verland is throwing 31 starts. But you think he's getting you 25 to 27. Mm -hmm. So, to me, there is a big difference between they can go without Justin Verlander for... A couple of weeks. Yeah. They can go without Justin Verlander from a couple of months. Couple of weeks? Sure. Couple of months? Are you out of your freaking mind? Yeah, but I don't think he's saying that. I think he's- he just said can do without Justin Verlander because they are so elite in the in the starting pitching. Can you remind me why the Astros didn't go to the World Series last year when they had a three games to two lead coming home against the junk grabbers? Oh, yeah. And so their starting pitching got freaking torn open. 
It did, and they were spent by the end by by that portion of the season. But I think he was talking about to start the year because of how far Verlander is behind already, and that's where I'm at with it. Now, look, I agree with you if he's not talking about it, but I mean, it's hard to really argue otherwise when he's saying that they're elite all over the place. Well, I mean, look at the potential now, and at least things that you can hang your hat on. You feel pretty good, like you have an elite back into the bullpen, the bullpen where your seven, eight, and nine's good. The back three in your pan are elite, that no doubt. You've got a top five third baseman in all of baseball in Bregman. You've got a top five second baseman in all of baseball in Altuve. You've got a top five, you got maybe two top five left fielders in Jordan and Chaz. You've got a top, a top two, five right fielder, top two right fielder maybe in 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 uh, uh, Kyle Tucker. MLB Network just put out a list today. You know where they rank Yiner Diaz amongst all Major League Baseball catchers? Not high enough. They got him at eight inside the top ten. And you've got at least one, maybe two guys in your rotation, starting rotation, that are tops amongst all in Major League Baseball. If healthy, Justin Verlander's one of them, along with Framber Valdez. And we know that Christian Javier has shown the potential to be another guy like that. Um, so I, I'm not going to kill Lidge for for saying that they're elite all over the place, I do kind of find it refreshing. You know, if you're able to remove the bias in Lidge being a former Astro, I like hearing from an outsider and hear that opinion of a team that a lot of people around here already, day two of spring training, kind of freaking out about it a little bit already. So MLB Network Radio listed their top 10 catchers for 2024. Mm-hmm. Yannadiez is 10. I'd have him five. He's 10 on MLB Network Radio. He's 8 on MLB Network, which I'd, was released two weeks ago. Five. You'd have him 5? All right. Rushman, Will Smith, Sean Murphy, J.T. Romuto, Yiner Diaz. Who's ahead of him uh, from uh, 10 to 5 right now? William Contreras, Gabriel Marino, Cal Ro- There's no friggin' way Big Dumper is better than Yiner Diaz. <laughs> Take that crap right the hell out of here. Jonah Heim and Wilson Contreras, who was getting his ass booed out of friggin' Bush Stadium last year. Wilson Contreras? Yeah. He had a good season last he year. He was getting his ass booed out of town last year in, in St. Louis because he got off to a terrible, terrible start. He did, but he, had, he, fin- he finished strong. He had a good season last year. But Yiner Diaz, who, I mean, ha- ha- if, if you peel back the numbers on oh, Yiner no, Diaz. man. They could be special. I know. Um, and like I see like the the stats projection saying, oh, he'll have like 21 home runs with like 480 at bats. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, hey, idiots. He just had 20 homers and 359 at bats. So he's having like 130 home uh like at that drought where he hits one homer? Yeah. I don't think so. No, but be fair, though. It is going to be very interesting to see as his playing time increases behind the plate, which it will. He's the guy this season. How many games did he catch behind the plate last year? Do you have those numbers available to you? So you want to splits, the offensive splits, because they they are interesting. Uh, as a DH... He DH'd 38 games. That was probably his worst numbers, I think. Uh, 213 average, 247 on base, 592 OPS, 5 homers, 14 ribs. As a catcher, caught 52 games. Okay. 324 average, 353 on base, 1001 OPS, mm-hmm. 
14 homers, 39 ribs, 15 doubles. But 52 games as catcher. How many is he going to catch this year as the number one starter? Uh, like it better be like 110. I was going to say 120, 125, something like that. You going 110. I think it'll be about 110. Okay. I mean, you're doubling his workload. That's an entirely different process to manage your body on a day in and day out and be just as productive, if not, well, I mean, at least on par. With the numbers extrapolated out, doubling your workload. I mean, that that's going to be tough for him. He's he's better when he plays every day. I you see it in the splits. You saw it at at uh, but for that amount, Sugarland is what I'm saying. It's it's going to be, and that's why I think he'll play 110, not 120. I think he'll put about 110 mm-hmm. games uh, behind the plate. But he hits way better when yeah. he is fully engaged in the game. He only played seven games at first base. Why nobody hit most? What? 393. There you go, yeah. But, you know, most, 12.36 OPS. Most guys do. Look at Jordan, you know. Look at the numbers between him and left field versus DH. Um, it's Both are really good, but one's a lot better when he's in left field. So, Jordan, Jordan is, um, you know, for last year, you think about, you know, what he did as a, as a DH versus in the outfield. So, when he plays outfield, you played 40 games in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Hit 310, 422 on base, 1028 OPS, 12 homers, 40 ribs. Played 73 games in the DH. 284 average, 398 on base, 968 OPS, 19 homers, 57 RBI. His The split is not as much. N- not last year, but career numbers. You know, when, when you get into other stuff, but as he gets older mm-hmm. and more mature... You handle that better. Usually, young young players struggle to stay in the game and stay focused when they're sitting on the bench for so long. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan, as a younger player, dealt with that. But now he's about to turn 27 mm-hmm. years old. He knows how to handle it better. He mm-hmm. also knows he wants to stay healthy because the Astros need his bat in the lineup. He's got DH. Yep. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani, Chris Santiago producing, kicking ass as always. That's going to do it for tonight's program. It's Area 45. Have a great rest of your evening, everybody. H-Town! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.